We are back. Yes, once again, emergency pod. Not really. We thought we we might have made it through the holidays. It's not an emergency. Emergency pod. Emergency. High alert. Mac, 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 mac. That was an actual sound effect from my mouth, not from an actual alarm. You're a regular. Uh, I think his name is Michael. I don't know his last name. Who's the Who's the police academy guy? <laughs> He shares, a, he shares a birthday with me. I know yeah. that. I remember the uh, um, Bobcat Goldthwait many years ago had a joke. It just made me laugh out loud. He goes, I always come in and get introduced, and the person would say, put your hands together. You'd love him in the Police Academy movies. I walk out, and then they go, damn it. I thought it was the guy who made the noises. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. I, just, I remember hearing it, and I laughed, and he, was like, you know, he walks out. Oh, so disappointing. Yeah. But uh, Michael's on me, but he probably still gets some work. But this is inside LAFC, the Max and Vince pod. We said the offseason was not going to be an offseason. It has not been, as information's rolling through. Some of this we knew, and we will be covering the release of the schedule. We'll talk about, we'll go through the games. A schedule before the year that the, that the games are going to take place. Can you believe that, Max? It's incredible. An early schedule. Look, we all plan our lives around this schedule, and we have to see what we're going to do to get it this early is great right uh it may not be great on some other news about it which we will get into with regards to the team and we'll share that with you it's a bit complicated we remind you to um please subscribe to the pod share it with a friend please leave a review and we have a lot of information so there's a place no one has more information than vince Larosa. i'm max Brados. good to be with you again yeah max i missed you i was at the the training facility after our holiday party bright and early where were you Yesterday. Yesterday I was. I was going to, I would love to have gone down there. It was the opening of, uh, what, was, what was was the official training? The official training will start January 13th. 13th. Training uh, camp starts. Training camp starts. So I would have gone down there, but I hit me in like a fist yesterday that I, I had not done much Christmas shopping and I was literally writing cards, which is crazy. Oh, did you finally buy something for somebody other than yourself? Yes, Oh, good. Good for you, Max. I will say my nephew, Joaquin, has a jersey waiting for him at LAFC HQ. I'm very excited to grab that. But, uh, yeah, I got some of those things. But uh, it was just one of those things. It's just so much. And just sometimes you don't buy anything. You have to look and get inspired. Right. Well, we were were at the training facility yesterday because we were meeting with Bob to talk about our new signing, who we will talk about, Francisco Ginella. Uh, But Bob walks up. First thing he says, he goes, did you guys rock it last night? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Bob. Was, Should we give a shout out to uh, give them some business? I'm sure they're going to do. They don't need our help, but the two bit circus, circus, a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Watching, I don't know, those kind of things, like those kind of places, I get a little claustrophobic. But this one, I felt like I wish the night maybe because it was closed off to us. Watching you in your sport coat with a VR headset on and a one of those, yeah, it's it's not a gun, but you know what I'm a laser, whatever yes. it was, trying to shoot aliens or zombies or whatever you were doing. Hilarious. There's one where it's not VR. You go in and you're at a bridge of a uh, spaceship like Star Trek. Oh, this is like the story rooms. Yes, yeah. and you have to do it. And there's like six of us yelling. I go, I don't think this works in a normal ship or if there was a spaceship or some sort of yeah. apparatus that needs teamwork. We're screaming and carrying on. and But it was fun. Yeah, you learned uh, we need a little more teamwork training. I did say no bad language on the bridge. How did that go? They stopped swearing. They oh. stopped swearing. Captain Max. Okay. <laughs> All right, well let's uh, let's 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 get into it because um, there's a lot of games we want to watch too today. Is Where do you want to go first? You want to go to Janela? Let's do you start with Janela. Um, a uh, 
somewhat, I mean, uh, people probably didn't think this was the kind of signing we were going to get. We got a, becomes the sixth South American player, becomes a third Uruguayan, just goes to show how fertile the ground is there. So it's a guy that, as, as you pointed out, is plays a position similar to Eduardo Tuesta. So there is a guy there. So the belief is maybe he will fill in some gaps. He will create some depth. Obviously, after looking at the schedule, he'll get his chance to play. Mm-hmm. And um, one for the future. But And I'll, I'll let you ex- expand on all those topics. But I think one thing we have learned about player signings, especially young South Americans, Eduardo Tuesta, uh, Eddie Segura, uh, Diego Rossi, Brian Rodriguez, and Chiqui Palacios to a lesser degree, we'll find out here. Right. There's no grace period. You come in and you are expected to contribute. Yeah, I think two two things right off the top there. And they are, want to contribute, and they oh, usually do. Yeah, they don't They've all contribute. They don't, come, they don't come across the world to sit on the bench. Yes. Uh, but one thing that stood out for me initially is he's already he's 20 years old, already in his third season. And and not just on, he wasn't just on Montevideo Wanderers just sitting on the bench. He was playing and playing a lot. Uh, so to get a guy that, you know, bef- as a teenager is playing in, in games and in, in big games and a lot. And for the national team and in the youth ranks. And for the national team in the U-20 World Cup, scoring a great goal against Denmark uh, in a pivotal game. Uh, that's important. That's, you know, you get a guy that it's, it's one thing to get a young player. But to get a young player that he's gone through the rigors of a season, he kind of knows how to take care of his body, what things he's got to do to be fresh every game. And then just the professionalism that comes with dealing with games week in and week out. Sometimes you, you have a bad game, you're going to have to bounce back on a Wednesday game or just quickly. I think he's going to, compared to some other young signings, he's going to be up to speed a lot faster than a lot of guys. And the other thing, which was interesting, and I did not think about it at all until a few people around the club I was talking to and Bob brought it up yesterday, was... You know, with Francisco, there's versatility. So we did say Francisco is a or Pancho. He likes to go by Pancho. That's from him, right? So yes, that's from he him. doesn't have to ask me twice. Pancho. I hear Pancho Ginella. Yeah. We have Raito uh, Rodriguez. We have some Chiqui good Palacios. Nicknames. Spanish nicknames are the greatest. That's, true. that's what I fell in love in Argentine soccer back in the day because there were these guys with the craziest nicknames. How did they get that? There yeah. was one called La, Le- La Lenguita, and I'm like, what's that? It's the little tongue. I go, I don't need to know any more about that, but that's a great. <laughs> That's a great nickname. There was El Diablo. There yep. was uh, el, La, La Brujita. Brujita. Um, el Muñeco, Marcelo Gallardo, which is the doll. Anyway, yep. the nicknames are awesome, so no. bring them on. Fantastic. No, Poncho, great nickname. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wish. I think MLS won't allow it, but it'd be awesome if his, yeah. his shirt. It's short for Francisco, but it's still right. it's a cool nickname. But if his go shirt by. said Poncho, yeah. how amazing would that be? But I don't think it will. Uh, but, uh, but the thing that Bob brought up is versatility. So we talked about, uh, you know, he probably, look, the, the profile of this player is, and I said it in my takeaways, there's no specialist. There's no, and that's on both sides of the ball. There's no number six that just tackles and does nothing else. And By design, also, it's almost, yeah, it's like this no, is the kind of players they want. Yeah, and there's no number 10 that is like a Juan Roman Raquel May. Uh, so Pancho is a guy that he, he can play the ball. He can score some goals. He can pass. He can dribble. He can receive in places. But he's also very strong in, in uh, defensive transition moments where he basically is a, a ball winner. That's probably his strongest suit. But so in that versatility, one, yeah, you can play him at Tuesta's role. You can push him a little bit farther forward as like an 8, 8-ish, 10-ish. Um, but it also, Bob brought up, was gives him the chance that let's say you play Janela at Tuesta and Mark Anthony K on the same, and you can because they can all rotate and switch places. But that doesn't necessarily mean Latif Blessing is on the bench. Latif can now uh, play some right back again, which is where, remember, he got moved to right back, then from right back to center to central midfielder. 
I mean, and he did currently well. a position up in the air. Uh, we see where the where everything falls, and mm-hmm. they still could fall because the offseason's young. But right now, yeah. So the versatility is interesting. I mean, if they bring in another midfielder, it'd be interesting to see if is and you know if they bring in another midfielder and let's say Stephen Bateshore does not come back, is it Tristan Blackman, Latif Blessing? Are you right back? I'm pretty comfortable with that. And that's interesting that you just did that from within your squad. I mean, that's a cool thing. In layman's terms, too, to get a guy that is in demand globally and would not be viewed as a DP yet, but certainly has potential to reach. Is that that fair? Oh, by the time we sell him, he'll probably be... It's it's one of those things where you get a guy and guys go, oh man, you should maybe make him a DP. Uh, No, he's going to Europe. Right. Thanks. There's $15 million. Thank you. But the fact that... LAFC is pursuing these guys and going above and beyond, having this incredible scouting that is only bore fruit. Yep. If you want to have a criticism, I mean, Andre Horta didn't work out. That was, I think, a one-off. That, but the South American players, and we're still waiting on the two new up here, but they, they passed the eyeball test. That has been a home run after home run after home run after home run. So you figure that and for LAFC to be bringing in players like this where other MLS teams are bringing in maybe a, an MLS campaigner, a young, unproven guy. We did bring a guy from the USL just to add depth, but mm-hmm. to bring guys like this, you have to be so encouraged that this is a franchise with uh, ambition today, ambition tomorrow, ambition in 10 years. And I would add that realistically, when you talk about selling players, and we don't know who will be, there's been these rumors and nothing coming from LFC about Diego Rossi. It's just based on the fact that he's been so good that there's going to be suitors, and there yeah. probably are. But I think we have to realize that with Janela and guys like this, this is a build to make sure in the event that a Rossi gets sold or maybe one day Edward or Eddie Segura, that they have the guy to kind of fill in the app so there's none of this period where – because that's going to happen. We don't know. Yeah. But the way it's going, these players are so good. You'd be, you'd be naive to think that these European clubs in the Premier League, Serie A, aren't, in the Bundesliga aren't looking at them going, we'll give you this. And, you know, LAFC yeah. – if the price is right, it's going to do that, and they'll be prepared to cover. Well, both John Thornton and Will Koontz have told us yeah. numerous times, we don't ever make moves because we need – hopefully we don't ever make them because we need to because we're in a pinch in the moment. All moves are made with an eye to the future, and that's both bringing in young players and, like you said, they're not going to shy away from the European market in terms of if teams come and it's a good for the good for LFC and good for the player as well. I think it's a very much a two-way conversation, which is – why we enjoy talking to John Thornton because he says, hey, man, this is, this is the way it is. We talk to these players. We're, we're more than open to have these conversations because we understand this is the model we have set up. I don't think anyone's like, ah, no, don't, don't let Diego talk to, uh, to outside. You know, don't let Rossi talk to bigger teams because we don't want him to go. If it's the best situation for him and the club, they're going to let him go. Yeah. So these, these are things we have to get used to, but you should be encouraged by the fact that before that has happened, the pipeline has started. You know, you have the a scout. Pipeline's flowing. You have a scout in South America who's a rock star. Yeah. Um, and basically now, and now South. And America every young team's... player in Uruguay is looking at LAFC as a name, a brand, yeah. as they know, I'm because guess... they're seeing these guys, their predecessors, they looked up to yep. wearing black and gold, and they're going, "That works." I'm... Let me jump on that train. Yeah. I mean, you got to believe that now when John shows up to to Uruguay, people are starting to know who yeah. he is. And that's very Argentina and Brazil, not that far. Uruguay, a very small country, kind of. Locked in there between all these Paraguay well, and Europe. You can see a lot of players in a small space. It's unbelievable right what they there. do. Yeah. Brazil scares me because that's so widespread. Yes. And I think that's why the Brazilian that's market. That's a great point. The concentration so... of players mm-hmm. comes through those Montevideo clubs, which they're all there. It's basically, it's a city. Yeah. It's a city and a country. And well, the country's tw- very, that's it. It's a what big there? city. There's and 12 a teams in the league, and I think 10 of them are in Montevideo. Unbelievable. 
We got to do a road trip to kind of get it so we can speak accurately. Oh, let's go to Uruguay. On Uruguay. I, to. I went to Arge- Argentina many years ago, and we took the uh, the uh, across the river plate. The, the what's it called? A boat. Yeah. <laughs> we came across it. We went to Uruguay. You were looking for the word for a boat. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> but I was looking for the ferry. I think it was. One oh, okay. Of okay. Uh, and then you went there, and uh, we never went to Mon- we we barely got to Montevideo, but it was just to go and say we went there. But I'd need a more right. expanded trip. Hey. LAFC uh, 2020 uh, podcast road trip. Let's go. <laughs> we also want to talk. We, we didn't talk about uh, the completion of the Club World Cup. So Pancho is now going to be available mm-hmm. to feature in that. So we now know the first round opponent. And it is Leon, which means lion. Wait, say it of. again? Leon. Okay. We've been hearing a lot of Leon, like the French club. Well, uh, to Leon. be fair, you called me out in a meeting <laughs> and said... It's Leon, like the lion. I heard it I heard you times. say Leon, and, and oddly enough, I said, well, I said Leon because I was talking about Leon because we were talking about Juventus, Leon, and the Champions League draw. Very true. Sorry. But you're not wrong. I have... I, I apologize. Have, I, I should not have done that, aired that out in public. Oh, but I also have waffled. You, you caught me this morning. I did it wrong. That was more directed at... Was it Seth? Or someone said it. Seth. Yeah, All Seth, right. I got it wrong. So, but No, but it. you caught me this morning doing it wrong. So, Leon... <laughs> Is it, it's Leo Messi, not right. Leo. Correct. Right. So you, we're going to use this in more than one situation. It's weird that it's Leo Messi, but his name is Leo. Leonel. Leonel. Leo. Leonel. Okay. Leonel. All right, but back to Leon. So we know this. We know it's going to be a tough draw, and we're learning more about the opponent. We'll be here to give you as much intel, and we have a lot of stuff we're going to roll out in the new year from our content team about yeah. the uh, Champions League. And I'm so excited about it, and I know you are too, because I haven't seen anything like this coming from other clubs. I have not seen it coming from... The leagues, I have not seen it from CONCACAF. I've not seen it from uh, the, the Mexican teams, which get excited, but because maybe it's because it's the first time we're in it. We're so excited that we yeah. are rolling it out and giving you a ton of information. But I think everyone's going to be better off for it, and I think this is the way it should be, Yeah, and that'll help the tournament. So LAFC doing another wonderful um, solid for uh, a place that needs it. So um, it, Leon is going to be a tough, a tough opponent. Now, the reason I say... It's a great opponent. It's a great opportunity. You expect, LAFC should get through here because the team losing their I think best so. I mean, player. We'll talk should, a little bit about the team. The only issue is this is the first game for LAFC. So to think they're going to be fresh and hitting the ground running is yep. beyond naive. But Bob Bradley and these, they'll have them ready to go. They'll have some friendlies uh, prior to that game before they, they take off. That's the problem. But it's two legs. The first leg will be in Guanajuato in Mexico. And I think the... The normal belief is that you go there and you set it up so where you can win with some goals at home. But LAFC don't play. They're going to be aggressive and they go, which makes you believe that this is going to be one of the more entertaining home and away fixtures that this tournament may have ever seen. <laughs> You're, as we're recording, people are watching a, a soccer match. <laughs> the Liverpool-Monterey. We have so much soccer going on. I but West, we don't, I'm not. I just, we're they're making... I'm just upset they're making noise. Well, we're hustling so we can finish and we can uh, watch El Clasico. Yeah. So, uh, no, Leon is interesting. Uh, so, one thing about the team, uh, I think the biggest thing to note so far is their best player, J.J. Macias, was on loan from Chivas. Chivas has completely re-engineered their uh, roster ahead of the Clausura is, is up next, right? We're in the Apertura playoffs. The Apertura, yeah. The, okay. They're concluding the Apertura on the 26th and 29th 26th of December. 26th and 29th. So, America and Tigres. So Chivas, ahead of the Clausura, is revamping their whole lineup. So they, they, you know, you see J.J. Macias at Lyon. He happens to be your player. You've already sold Alan Polito to MLS. You say, hey, we've got a guy on our books. So he's he's been yanked from Lyon. So that's that's a 
boost for LAFC. But one thing we talked to, to again, talked to Bob, and I asked him, hey, what, tell me, just tell me something about Leon before we get started. He goes, I can't tell you much because <laughs> the the Liga MX teams in their gap between the start of the new season make so many changes. By the way, I said Club America is uh, Club America Monterrey. Pardon me, Correct. we're playing in the club right here. Um, but they make so many changes. I mean, there's a flurry. Chivas obviously is doing all their business right now because they're trying to get it done early with. But watch, there's going to be a flurry of changes. So I don't know what we can make of Leon, but we can talk, like you said, it's going to be our first competitive match uh, against a team that's probably already about five matches into their the Clausura season. Uh, you 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 want to maybe snip a goal away from home so that you have that that away goal kind of advantage on on your side. Uh, LFC though doesn't. I mean, that you could say getting a goal is not going to be the problem. Controlling matches. Controlling matches in a two-legged tie against the Mexican side, against a team that, you know, Mexican sides love to play in transition. They want to get the ball from their defenders right to the forwards, let those forwards go to work. There's not much midfield play. So controlling the play, dictating how and when uh, space gets opened up, especially when you lose the ball, is going to be most important. And for a team like LAFC who has not played a competitive match until that moment, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a daunting task, but I still believe, despite the the tough draw, that talent wise and and what they've kind of gone through with Seattle in the playoffs and other teams in the playoffs, I, I feel like there's a lot of know how there that that they can at least get a result away, and then when they come home, yeah, finish it out. And the big story uh, is that these clubs are gonna be a bit starry eyed because this is the return of Carlos Vela playing his first professional game in Mexico, yeah. and hopefully he gets four shots or at least two or three. Yep. Uh, at doing that. So this is, Leon are looking this, they have to be somewhat intimidated, even though MLS has a poor track record in this competition. Big picture, I like the chances of MLS teams. I like this group of teams, but you were hoping, as I said last, that a couple Mexican teams drew each other along the way. It's not really the case because LAFC, if they beat Leon, probably get Cruz Azul and it yep. goes on and on. So, and then probably uh, unfortunately, America. the Mexican teams get a chance to stretch their legs. Well, you know, it's it's interesting. We talk about we talk obviously from our side. Oh, it's a tough draw, toughest draw we could have gotten. I wonder what Leon's thinking. Yeah, they're putting themselves in their court. They're they're probably going, okay, this is good. We're gonna yeah. sell some tickets, but because despite Seattle being the MLS Cup champions, you probably Leon's probably thinking, eh, we wouldn't mind playing them. I'm sure they wouldn't have mind playing uh, Montreal Impact. Uh, City, I think uh, City provides some challenges. I think they would have said that they're probably the Besides us, the team they wouldn't want to face, but I think they're looking at it and going, "Well, we avoided Atlanta United. Oh, great, we have LAFC." So I just I, I think that you have to think about it from from the flip side as well. Yeah, uh, Leon were that one Mexican team in the second pot, so they could have drawn uh, anyone. We realized they could have drawn a Mexican team. Um, no, not a they Mexican. could not a Mexican. Uh, Only they, thing they could not have drawn is Mexican team. But so they the second to last draw. That's what I thought, but I thought the second to last draw they. They still drew out the uh, drama, even though the last two spots I think were Tigres well, and they, LAFC. I think they someone wanted, should have said. By the way, now that Leon's here, it means LAFC will play Leon. They did not say that. For I think the they record. wanted to show you that, in fact, in that ball is a Leon, and we're not Fair making enough. this All up. All right, okay. So um, let's see. Uh, we talk about the players. Jota, Jota, JJ Macias now going to achieve, as you mentioned. They they'll, they'll make some. Uh, they have to make some uh, new signings, and that will affect how they play uh, as as a group. They have to blood in those guys, but they do have a good nucleus of squad. I will say this: it hit me yesterday. Um, some of the teams in the tournament uh, are preparing for the offseason, and Mexican clubs are very ambitious. And Tigres signed Nico Lopez, who is this really well-regarded attacking player who spent time, I believe, at Roma and the Serie A. And yep. he's these are the kind of guys they are signing. So Tigres, who's on the other side of the bracket, uh, I think they are the favorite. America 
Some players will be leaving. You can bet your bottom dollar they're going to make a huge impact for signings as well, to your point. So, Leon, to a lesser degree, yes. But all of this is going to be pretty impressive uh, with regards to what this team could do. And we hope LFC. It's going to be a tough, we knew it, it's going to be a tough grind, but get your tickets and uh, let's rock and roll. I mean, yeah, to start your international voyage, uh, hopefully we'll be in this tournament multiple years, year after year. Um, cool, cool way to and do get it. get to though. play Liverpool or Real Madrid yeah. or Barcelona as Monterrey are doing right now. As we take. I, I think you're with me. To, to be the, the champion of CONCACAF, you want to beat the best teams. It's going to be probably the hardest road. And maybe it takes a team that's going to beat four Mexican sides to be the first one to do it. Excellent. Maybe. I Excellent. mean, what a story that would be. Much more on the FIFA Club World Cup. We're going to come back and give you the most pressing news of the day of much suppressing news. New signing, tournament bracket, and now the MLS regular season schedule released. We'll let you know how it's going to go, where we're playing, who we're playing, and what pitfalls may lie. And there are a couple. Yep. This is Inside LAFC, Max of Vince podcast. We are back on Inside LAFC, Max and Vince podcast. We have in front of us the 2020 Major League Soccer schedule as it applies to LAFC. And every schedule is very different in Major League Soccer. We have the same parameters. We'll start in it's, it will hear March will end in October. It ends a little bit sooner, like last year. Uh, last year, there was a pronounced break in the summer um, for the tournaments we were having there. Not such a pronounced break this time around, and that's obviously going to be... We should start by saying next summer, another huge event. You have the Euros, mm-hmm. uh, the second biggest soccer tournament after the World Cup, and there are some players, not LAFC, it will be off on international duty. Well, as far as we know right now. Yeah. As far as we know right now. Yeah. That could change very quickly. But that's going to affect teams. And then there's another Copa America, which we had last year. And the Copa America, as you shake your head, I just Copa don't America understand timing, the timing is all over the place. But it, obviously, it's hard to get excited about a Copa America after we just saw last year uh, Brazil winning. And it was a good tournament. Not great. But now they're going to no. get back in here. On a side note, maybe finally Messi can win a big tournament. We will see. But that's going to affect LAFC in a much bigger, profound way. And some and many other MLS club, clubs because South America has become the pathway for a lot of teams. So that said, not a lot of breaks here in the summertime. So that is probably, without looking at the matchups and the dates, that is obviously the big thing that I know the, the folks at the Performance Center probably paid attention to right away. Yeah, I mean, it's rough. We we just got done spending almost a whole segment on the pathway of South America and South American talent coming to LAFC. The, the one thing I would say, though, is it's not just South American talent. We have guys coming to LAFC that are basically either full-fledged internationals like Brian Rodriguez now or on the verge of becoming it. Uh, Chiqui Palacios as well plays for the Ecuador. He, he'll play for the under-23s when they need him, yeah. but he's but basically national, a full-fledged full national, yeah, yeah. He's a full-fledged international. So he's another player that... Through the and Copa America. Everyone plays. All South American teams are in the Copa America. So it's a player. It's not some teams haven't qualified. Yep. All of them play. Australia's playing it this year. We don't have any Australians, right? Thank God. No. Interesting. No. I think Qatar. 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 Cutter. Cutter. Spare us the Qatar. Yeah. I think Qatar is the way to say it, but I like Qatar. I like Qatar. Let's say Qatar. But I think they're, I think they're in it. I might, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I know Australia's in it. But everyone's in it. So if you have a South American player and they play for the full national team, they're going to be at the Copa yeah. America. Yeah. So Seattle. Rui Diaz is going to go for Peru. You know, there's going to be guys. But, yeah, I think the, it's important to note that LFC's players, and we, we've touched on this uh, multiple times, they're, they're either on the verge or they're already full-fledged international. So that's a great thing. The team loves to see those guys go and play in big tournaments. It's important for that player. But this one 
schedule, and I'm looking at it right now, I'm seeing if you take a guy like Brian Rodriguez, who we're, for, we're assuming, and it's not much to assume, but he'll probably be part of that Uruguay squad. Uruguay has to be. He's scoring Uruguay's goals a, every game yeah, for them. Uruguay's a team that I'd say is probably a you could almost pin them into semifinals. Of I that think tournament. they've won more Copas than anyone else. I think so too. They're at the top, so, and they're always they're always hovering at the end. So let's say he goes to semifinals. I would say let's say he goes as far as the finals. He could miss eight to nine games. That is a huge chunk. Did of you your just schedule. say eight to nine games? Eight to nine games because because the Copa goes June twelfth, right? July twelfth. There's, there's what seven games? I, I, I highlighted it for us. There's seven games within just that window now. But don't forget, you have to you have to kind of decompress from your from a tournament setting which is basically a season within a, a two-week period it's you know it's 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 high leverage big time game so it, let's say he goes all the way final he comes back i would say even though it's july 19th it's a week after the final probably not available crazy stuff and remember this is a, a summer people have their eyes on the euros and there'll be other competitions and Look, MLS overall wants people to draw attention. That's summertime's a good time for them to get interest going before all the other sports kick in. And now that's they're handcuffed a bit because you're having games with all this competition going on, missing some key players. Mm-hmm. It, that's where you want to be full strength. We know that's it, it. It never really works out that way, but this could be a really big hit with regards to that. And so it's May thirty first. They'll play, and then June. The break, I guess, goes to June thirteenth. So they miss a weekend. Well, we can give you the one bit of good news. There are three international windows during the MLS season this year. International windows being like friendly windows, things like that. We will not be playing any games during any of those. MLS yeah. has gone out. At least us. I'm not sure what about other teams, but it looks as though MLS has gone out of their way to make sure that teams do not play during international windows, which has been a big sticking point for managers, GMs, everyone, pretty much. Because if you play a team that maybe doesn't have doesn't send some of their players to friendlies for whatever reason and you've sent like when we were in Orlando and you've sent a bunch of guys man it's such a bummer because it's it's points that you're basically leaving on the table you do your best but you know you're not the full strength and you look at a team and say we could have easily gotten points on the road or gotten important points to to the chase for the supporter shield but we just couldn't because for some reason we're playing through international window this team doesn't have players or our other teams are not so I think that is an important Good thing from the MLS schedule this time around that to know. Yeah, it's it's a tough job. We say that about Major League Soccer, what they have to do there. It's a tough job. The more teams they get, it's going to be tougher. They're changing. They've adapted. I think the playoff format from a season ago was a wonderful success, and we're going that direction again. So there are good things, but there are going to be some things that are going to leave teams feeling a little empty. We we also mentioned the Olympics, July twenty fourth. That's a spot uh, where they're going to miss some players as well. So, uh, this summer, possibly, is, possibly. Now you do not. FIFA rules stipulate you do not have to release players for Olympics. Obviously, if you have a player who would like to, who would very much, yeah, who would very much like to go to the Olympics and you don't release him, it's not. It doesn't bode well for you with the player relationship. I, I, I'll bring up one such instance. Uh, Juventus Paulo Dybala wanted to go play for Argentina. Olympics are actually for South American teams and Mexico deal. as well. It's a big deal. They take it really important. We may look at it and go, eh, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, we do. A, That's the line we're going with. Yeah. Well, now that we <laughs> never, we never make now it. that as the U.S. we never qualify for them. We're trying to say that, but for them it's a big deal. Uh, eventually they work something out. Paulo, Paulo Dybala did not go because Juventus said it's a big season for you. We we just don't want you to go prior to us getting ready for the season. So those are conversations you got to have and. I, Glad I'm not having them. Yes. So let's pull against. They haven't completed the qualifying. They let's have not even against started January, I believe. Pull 19th. against. I hate to do this. We're going to pull against Colombia. Yeah. And Uruguay. Correct. Anyone else? But don't. 
Do you think Edward and Eddie listen to the show? We're just pulling. We're sending some. I, Columbia, I love you, but we're sending some bad vibes yeah. because we need we need the resources. Columbia is the host of that uh, yeah. Olympic tournament, yeah, pre-Olympic you tournament. You just never well, know. So you just never know. Award. We just also want to thank, thank to award-winning Aubrey Freckman for all the people who've done a great job here. She's here in the office keeping a very good tab. She's taking a photo of us right now, so that's really appreciative. Thank you. She's out of here. That's what you get when you come in towards the pod. Max, okay. is there anything you see? I, I, I will point out one thing uh, from, for my partner here. A lot of national TV games again. Yeah. Well, we know that. So the national team games, so we call less on YouTube TV. We, we, we get about half the schedule, 17. Uh, it's it's hard not to be it's it's hard when you look at the schedule to see these games you're not going to call but we make ourselves useful and we knew that was the deal coming in. Well, I'm gonna, if I'm looking right off the top, I think the good news for fans though, Max, even, even though you're not on the call, is if I'm looking right off the top, three home <laughs> games right off the top, they're all national TV games. Does that mean we're going to get roving, Max, roving around the, yes, the halls of you're Big California? Do. We're going to. I'm coming up with something so we'll be visible. The walk and all talk. Right. Like one guy said, does that guy ever stop walking? I do not. I, I walk for the club. I'm Johnny Walker, Juanito Caminante. Max is actually on a treadmill now. He's not yes. able to talk about soccer unless he is walking. Good. This is how I keep that figure well, Max, intact. how exciting is that? I mean, obviously, you would like to be calling those games, but Miami, yes. we already knew we're opening with Miami. Then we go Philadelphia at home and Portland at home, which Portland is now becoming like an early season home opponent. There's there's a little, like uh, Seattle is now part of our back-to-back all the time. Don't, don't love it. Not because it's Seattle, because I just don't love the back-to-back. Yeah. Um, but there's Seattle, some little- Seattle. The LA Galaxy, we should, we should let you know, um, May 16th, Saturday, that'll be at the bank. Mm-hmm. And then it's. I like how it's nice and staggered. August twenty third. I do like a good gap between the two. Yeah, classic. It worked Darby's, out well. Whatever you want to call it. I I remember that first season when we played them three times. There was a point where we just kind of came back around a month later, and I was like, Yeah, eh, that's it's weird. clearly by design too. You don't want to have them yeah. early on. You want to build up to that, and you don't want it at the very end where games will be mm-hmm. important, and you can certainly. Uh, find attractive parts of every game in the final month of the season regardless of the opponent yeah the two Seattle things I just yep. it's weird but uh, it's it's just weird another thing to and point we out we saw that we saw that prior and it just, it just I don't love left it left an emptiness in there it was especially weird because we played so well against them at home then we go there's that weird red card we get a, a disappointing 1-1 draw it was just a bad it was bad games and, it, and you could feel the tense like nature of that second game where teams yeah, were like was, I'm just we're little we're too we know each other too well for it to happen again obviously two new teams we will open with Miami Nashville is in the Western Conference so we'll see them at twice June 27th and well, well, this is a it's going to be interesting run of the schedule uh, Nashville I think is going to be a big that's gonna destination be a, road LA, trip yeah, let's talk about the LFC away days Nashville that's going to be a big one uh, i Atlanta, we go we go to Atlanta. I know that a lot of back to Chicago, which is always see what they're at Soldier, Soldier Field. Field. Um, so some strong LFC away days uh, to go to, and obviously, uh, I I'd like to have the final we'll play, game. Yeah, Atlanta at their place. Yeah, I'd like to have the final game of the season at Bank California Stadium, just because it was so fun this year. Obviously, there's a lot of history on the line. You know, breaking the points record, you getting to call Carlos Vela's hat trick to to basically obliterate Joseph. I probably Martinez's won't get record. that chance. You know, he probably won't get that chance. Well, hey, who knows? Maybe maybe he'll get his his uh, scoring done really, really early because you, you do have the Houston game leading up to the in the kind of final run. Uh, but yeah. we'll, be at, we'll be at Real Salt Lake in the final game of the season, which is bummer, but that's a fun. I, I do know some people that have hopped in their cars and they drove out the, the first time. They I remember uh, we had a good contingent that made it on short notice out to the Open Cup 
uh, in, in uh, Real Salt Lake, a game that Max Bredos did call for for <laughs> yes. the Open Cup. What uh, a memory on you. But that's that's a that's a bummer. That's I I I mean not a big bummer, but I, I just I like having that final game at home. But I like that we open at home against Inter Miami. Look, and we have six midweek games. I don't mind. I like those. It's fun to be on the Wednesday. But yep. this is a result of though. this is just a result of compressing the schedule. Yep. We saw it in the summertime where you're not going to really get a break mm-hmm. to come out. Uh, for your international players. That's a result of that, as you pointed out. Uh, that's a lot, but it, it's it's still a long season. You've got to find you've got to find a way to balance this. And uh, it, again, it's a very difficult job. But through the summer and through the back half of the season, there's a lot of midweek games. So we, we've already known that depth is going to be with four competitions. We'll consider them the the Concacaf Champions League, Supporter Shield, U.S. Open Cup, MLS Cup depth is going to be a paramount thing for LFC and that's all we've been hearing from from John and from Bob is we're going to get depth we're going to have players we're going to fill out so they already know that but when you look at the schedule you're definitely going to have to have it going into the final months of the season and then into another playoff run all right so yeah Bank of California Stadium is going to be illuminated at the beginning of the season somewhat at the back end with three home games in the final five from September 11th through October the 4th there it is. It's going to be a busy play. Again, with all the other competitions, U.S. Open Cup, that'll come in a little, I think, a little earlier than normal. A little early for other teams, but not for not us. Not for us. Okay. Because we are a CCL team, so we actually get a buy into the fourth round. Oh, catching a good, break. Good for us. But they did space out U.S. Open Cup a little bit this year. So I believe instead of having, you know, last year where we went three games, we went, you know, three in a row where it was basically all Open Cup and the quarterfinals, they're going to space it out a little bit, which I think is yeah. better. The Champions League is great because now you really look at it. We have a lot of shots at some trophies here. Maybe repeated supporter shield. Maybe get your hands on MLS Cup. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Four trophies on offer next season. Very exciting. Yeah, I, it's, I can't wait. I can't wait. We're, January, February will be busy, and we'll get into the season March the 1st. Make sure you're there. Yep. Get your tickets. LAFC.com slash tickets. Make sure you find Max because, again, he's not working. I, I expect him to be at the tailgate. Yeah. I expect him to be, uh, maybe we'll get you uh, in and around those uh, Capo stands again. Get you, uh, what what day was it we had you in the Capo stand? Was it a U.S. That Open Cup game? That was the Vissel Kobe game. Oh, Vissel Kobe. Max. I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to. Uh, oh, it's an honor. You yeah, don't, just, I didn't want you to don't just, just show up. They they requested your presence in the Capo stand. But in, during the actual games, that is uh, holy ground, I would imagine so. True. I mean, some people go there, I feel a little like I'm overstepping my bounds. So the the, the, yeah. the friendly game certainly. Was, but the photos of you. On the Capo stand, I believe you were up there with Julio, and all the smoke is just It was awesome. Ridiculous. Still breathing. I got black lung yeah, from that smoke. Still, <laughs> I got the black lung pop. Yeah. All right, so you'll be able to look at the schedule, have fun. Let us know what you think is going to be a, a date that could surprise, or what are you excited about, what you're a little disappointed about. There's a lot there. It's a meaty schedule, yep. the longest schedule in American sports. But start planning your OC away days early. And, I mean, there's I think not- that Nashville one's going to be sneaky. Nashville's going to be interesting. Obviously, if people want to go to Miami, we'll have to wait till 2021 yep. for that, which is probably a good thing. They'll be a little more settled. Yeah. And yeah, we'll, we'll, they might have a coach by then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll have mowed the lawn of that stadium yes. and have it ready. Hopefully the stadium's doing well. Hey, we love your support. I hope you're enjoying this as a, our, our service. We love talking through this. You, you don't have to ask us twice to do it, but please subscribe and let your friends know and leave us a review on Inside LAFC. And uh, 2020 is going to be big. We're already off to a flyer. Max, this is our last episode of the year. Oh yes, how do we take it out? I don't know. That's what, as do you were a, wrapping it up, I was like, do I've, a shot of whiskey. We don't, there is booze in some parts around this office. Oh yeah, there's boo- plenty of booze in this. I'm looking. I at, actually need a week without any of that. Yeah, I'm looking at a Heineken uh, yeah. cooler as we speak. I am done with. Uh, I'm just trying to keep a clear head, which you need this time. Well, of year. I'll just say this: this has been awesome. Right on, dude. I I got to say this. You're right. Uh, 
Vince obviously didn't know at all when I came here. We got to know a little bit. But mm-hmm. doing this, uh, not only have you been uh, a, a real good person to bounce things off and helps me in my preparation. You prepared this schedule for me. That was above and beyond. I really appreciate that. You helped me do my job. But best of all, you've been a, a, a friend and ally where I can be very honest. And I always come to you first as a result now. So I really appreciate that. Vince, you're a good guy. And uh, I wouldn't want to be in this with anyone else. I have nothing good to say about you. <laughs> no. Actually, I, I've said this on the podcast before. The, the, the number one thing that I get asked from friends and family is not, what's Carlos Vela like? What's Bob Bradley like? <laughs> hey, what's it like hanging out with Max on a daily basis? I go, He's wild, man. Yeah. He's wild, but I, would, I say this. He's ride or die. He is the most enthusiastic man in this entire Aww. building. Um, and there's no one that I would rather do this with because when you ask Max, hey, do you want to do this? He's always yes and then 100% in. It's never like, eh, think yeah. about it. No, no. That's, it's, it's a that's full, true. It's a full-hearted yes, and you know he's going to show up. He's going to bring the voice of LAFC. So I have yeah. appreciated this. This has been awesome for someone, like I said, that we didn't know each other. A lot of people didn't know me, period. Uh, yeah. To to be able to be on this show with you and, and raise my profile a little bit, it's been it's been awesome. And ah, uh, we're gonna raise it even more next year. You've always it. been a good advocate yep. to me. That means a lot when you say, "Let's Max do this." He says it all the time about me. I always end up saying it by myself, but to have someone else saying that that's uh, that's huge. So and the rest of all of you listening, we've gotten to meet all of you. It's been awesome I'll being out at events. <laughs> <laughs> Got nothing to say good about you guys. No, I'll say this: you want to talk about needing to dry out? You guys <sighs> keep us from being dry because you buy yeah. drinks everywhere we go. Uh, just the hospitality and just the camaraderie we have with everybody and um, you know I, we get some people that come to we us don't say, deserve can, it can, can we take a picture of course you can because yeah. we're big hams so in in 2020 we're happy to take pictures happy to hang out with you we'll buy some drinks we'll buy some drinks this time Max bought some drinks this year though well I did but it's very hard to get people drinks you're like they're like, no, 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 I'm getting you a drink. I'm yep. like, all right, so well they'll sneakily go behind you and they'll they pay will for and it. you turn around and there's a drink oh, damn yeah. You guys are so you guys are amazing, uh, and we don't again we don't deserve to have that uh, affection thrown on us. And it's very moving when we walk. When I walk out, I tell my wife, I go, it's. I call her, I go, I've been very moved by this reaction because you don't get it anywhere. It's a lot of love and uh, embraces and all of that, and uh, it's exactly the, the the hope, the feeling you would hope you'd get on a regular basis, and we get it. Yep. So unbelievable. If you hate us, you can feel free to tell us that too. Yeah, that's fine. So. Well, we'll hey, we'll debate. Till the cows come home. All right. But enough with the mushy stuff. Yeah. I'm going to start crying. We're coming hard in 2020. Stiff upper lip. Let's go. (laughs) See you in 2020, everybody.